Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free, available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Hello, I'm Stephen Willis from the Locked On Ole Miss podcast, and this is an extra video with Tom Vanderford, who is here for his weekly segment. And Tom, fall camp is over. What's your takeaways from it? Uh, my, my main takeaways is the offense is going to be dynamic. Uh, and I think the defense is going to surprise some people. Uh, I think we'll see, of course, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to say this, but I think we'll see some fairly vanilla stuff for Mercer. Uh, I'm hopeful that if we get up big, uh, that we put Howard in, uh, get him a few reps and just use uh, our uh, Sanders as a, you know, emergency replacement if Dart were to, God forbid, get hurt. Uh, And that's kind of how I want to see it progress throughout the year. But that's just my point. Um, The defense, I, I think it'll be fairly generic. I don't think a lot of stunts and things like that will be shown against Mercer. Uh, but at the same time, what I'm really looking forward to is seeing how these transfers gel. Uh, the I've, I feel very uh, good about the defensive line and the linebacking core. Uh, I feel good about the corners. Uh, I want to see how the secondary reacts. Uh, I think our weakest point on our team right now is safety as far as depth. And uh, I just want to see those guys show out. I think – I don't think people understand. You know, they, they talk about Aiden Williams and they talk about uh, Franklin and they talk about – you know, and I'm sorry, I have chemo brain, so sometimes I forget, but the awesome kid from Latte. They talk about those kids, and I think they're forgetting people like uh, Jalen Knox. And they're forgetting people – like Braylon Brown, and uh, we've got so much Watkins. We've got so much depth. You know, I think that that uh, loses everybody's, you know, people forget that. And I'm, I'm glad the national folks have forgotten it, honestly. Uh, I think State and Ole Miss are going to be better than a lot of the prognosticators are, are giving them, you know. Uh, but I'm really – excited to see uh, the depth. That's what I want to see in the first game. I want to see everybody play. Well, nothing against Mercer, but if you're playing Mercer and you're an SEC team, your four deep should get reps. And I'd, I'd like to see that. I really would. You know, it wasn't too awful long. Even the good teams that Ole Miss has had over the last two decades, heck, over the last four decades, Ole Miss was always one player away from the season being essentially wrecked. Mm-hmm. And and you look at this year, it's like, like, God forbid, even if Jackson Dart went down, you could win games with Spencer Sanders. You could win games with Walker Howard. And I, I just don't remember seeing a team like this, Tom. I, I don't either. I don't either. Uh, we've always been – you know, we've always had depth problems in certain areas. I mean, you know, I can remember when we were like, oh, gosh, we can't lose a corner because, you know, there's a big drop off from the ones to the twos. And 
I can remember saying that a couple of years ago about the DL. And, you know, it's just, it's taken a while to build what they've built. And I'm, I'm maybe, maybe I'm, you know, not maybe I am a homer, but I am ecstatic about our depth. You know, you could lose, well, for example, you know, uh, Prince is having a little bit of trouble. You know, that it that would have killed me a couple of years ago because Prince is a really good player. But we've got more really good cornerbacks. So it's just little stuff like that. You know, somebody gets in trouble and has to set out or gets hurt, gets nicked up. We've got a lot of depth pieces. And, you know, I was – I'm personally very proud of an article I read about Ashanti Sistrunk. I mean, here's a fifth-year kid from Louisville, Mississippi. Good kid. Know his family well. And uh, he's taken all of his knowledge that he's learned in that five years and doing everything he can to help Sunterian Perkins uh, succeed. I think that's really, really a good story there. Yeah, and um, Sunterian's nickname, by the way, is Git. And a that is the most Raleigh thing ever. Yeah, it's just it is it just is. If you're from that area, you understand like Smith Simpson County that absolutely fits it perfectly. Yeah. Which, by the way, before we move on, McGee and Mendenhall being combined into one school is one of the dumbest things the state of Mississippi has ever done. I'm just saying that right now. That absolutely is ridiculous. I agree. Um. So. I'll let you know, like, I asked David Eckert this, and he was on the show last night. And he answered um, Caden Lee, and um, I forget who he said defensively. But the question was, which player, which isn't like a known thing, a common name that you hear about breakout, which player is going to surprise against Mercer? I think he's right on Caden Lee. And, you know, I overlooked him when I was talking about all of our wide receiver depth you know he's he's uh an interesting player i've heard he's done really good in fall camp of course you know he lane kiffin went and saw him a lot last year just like lane kiffin sat in the freezing cold by himself watching quinshawn Jenkins play football so lane saw something that maybe some folks didn't so I'm glad that we've got him. I'm I'm glad that he's a, a a good piece of our offense. And on defense, I you know, to be completely honest with you, I hope that we have a safety show up. You know, uh, that can help with depth. Now the kid from Miami that that's gonna play, or at least he got cleared. He he he's a safety slash corner, or is he a corner? He he's a corner. Um, but the prob the problem with Chris Graves is he was somebody that was kind of a late bloomer and moved over to the defensive side of the ball in high school. So he's still learning how to play that position. They tried to develop him at Miami, and I asked Brian Smith, who was the locked on. Um, recruiting expert about it. And he's like, no, he didn't get kicked off the team. It's just that kids in South Florida, they don't like waiting. They're just completely impatient. And with him being developed the way he was, he probably didn't like sitting on the scout team. He probably didn't like that stuff. So he moved up here, followed Kevin Smith back up here. Because remember, 
Kevin Smith was in Miami last season. Um, so I don't I, I wouldn't look for the beginning of the season, Chris Graves, to make an impact, but he could be on the Otis Reese plan, if you know what I mean. Oh yeah. Hmm. All righty. Well, I, I just, you know, I did that's the one thing I worry about though, is 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 the safety depth. Yeah, I was about to ask you, what is your worry position on this tech? Yeah, safety depth. I mean, I think we've I think we've we've got more depth than we've ever had before everywhere. But I just worry about the safety depth and the reps uh of those people back there. I mean, I know we've got Ladarius Tennyson and I know we've got Tennyson's been moved to linebacker. Yeah, I know we got I oh I didn't know that. Cool. And I know we got Aishim, uh yeah. young. But those guys, like you said, they were more box safeties anyway. So I I, I just want to see if we've got some, you know, real safeties. I think I think you can look at the starters at safety. And tomorrow our Friday's show, um, I said tomorrow's show because we're recording this on Thursday, but tomorrow morning's locked on almost podcast or Friday mornings. Um, is about the safeties being a worrisome position for me. That's that's the that is what I'm worried about. But there's three players that you need to look at. Now, a we have to replace AJ Finley, and replacing AJ Finley, I don't think people realize how good he's been. And I think John Saunders is going to try and do his best there, but he's a cornerback playing basically center field, so he's going to have some growing pains. And then you have TJ Young, the transfer from FAU. I think he's going to be on the field. Um, all the people like try to pronounce it Teha or whatever it's TJ. It's TJ Young. Um, it's just spelled funny. And then you have um, uh, Dejon Anthony from Liberty. And I think those are kind of the leaders in the clubhouse in those three safety positions. But it's one of those things where Ole Miss's safeties and who they've been recruiting to were tweeners that were basically kind of like small linebackers. Right. Those are the players that were playing that position. So Pete Golden comes in and goes from um, playing zone coverage, which Chris Partridge was doing, which didn't require much moving around, to man coverage, which requires athletes. And you have Pete Golden going out and trying to find corners that aren't quite SEC level, but are good for the middle of the field. That's the Dejon Anthony, the TJ Young those type players to play these safety positions, we are fine out at corner. I have no problem with that oh, corner yeah. death. Um, but the safety death, if we have one injury, one injury, it gets dicey. Exactly. Yeah, those are my thoughts exactly. I think Ashim's going to end up in the center field as the backup to John Saunders. I think John Saunders is going to be on the fifth defensive back um, from time to time, playing slot corner, yeah. kind of like um, I guess the Saints do all that. It's kind of in vogue to be four-two-five in the NFL right now, and they're doing it with these slot corners. And you're seeing you're going to see that a little bit from Pete Golding, I think, as well. I'm excited. I'm excited. I it, it just uh, it just it's going to be really nice. You know, I, I'm glad. You know, Tennyson did get. I did not know he been moved to linebacker but i'm glad he did because he's a sure tackler he's quick you know he's not a big guy but he can compensate for that yeah the the problem for tennyson and and for ice young to a little bit lesser degree is they're both basically tweeners and that's 
what made the defense that we played last year so good is because they found a way to use those tweeners and to make them effective. And But now, once you're wanting to play a normal-style defense, those guys go back to being tweeners again and not really big enough to play linebacker. They're not really good enough cover people to play in the secondary. So, I mean, you have to find people to play those spots. So anyway, thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every single day. Tommy, thank you for coming on the show, man. And uh, I can't wait till next week. It's game week. And yeah, we're going to do it. Oh, man. I'm yeah. pumped. Tom will be Friday night, I think, moving forward. Everybody's gotten used to having him on Sunday night, but I want him before the game. So the tones of Tom Vanderford, you'll be able to catch Friday night moving forward. Awesome. Awesome. All right, everybody. I hope everybody has a good weekend. Um, it is game week. Hotty toddy. Hotty toddy. Thank you.